do not think it is strange concerning the fire there is resisting by you as those of strangers happen to you. But rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed that are you for the spirit of the Lord and God blessed upon you. On their part is blasphemed, but on your part is glorified. But when let none of you suffer, none of you suffer as a murderer, a thief, an evil doer, or as a busybody in other people's matter. But let none of you suffer as Christians. Let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter. For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. And if it is begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? Now, if the righteous one is scarcely saved, where will the ungodly and the sinners appear? Therefore, let those who suffer according to the will of God commit their souls to Him in doing good as to a faithful Creator. May the Lord God bless His reading, His word, His morning. So this is the introduction. I already give you the setting, the introduction. So Peter probably wrote this letter shortly before after burning Rome in 64 AD. Written at the same time, Christians were undergoing, start undergoing the beginning of horror for 200 years of persecution emperor by Emperor Nero. They said during that time, if you see, yeah, uh, when they've been persecuted, the Christian, they, they bring the Christian, you can see that on the old, uh, old picture. They, uh, they, they tie up the Christian, they put it in the oil, vat of oil, and then they torch it. They are used as torch in their house during that time. And then they are uh, used as, yung uh, pinakakain to the lion. No? All that persecution happening to them during that time for 200 years. So that's why Peter bring us to this kind of uh, uh, message to us how to respond during persecution. During that time, they said, if you are a Christian that is against the law, you will be put in jail. So many, many persecution, many things that the Christian cannot cannot uh, do the liberty during that time, on the time of the uh, rules, rules of uh, Emperor Nero, because of he used the Christian as the scapegoat. So he put the blame to them. Nowadays, that's also happening for the Christian. We have been persecuted. So, next. So, as we look in verse 12, Peter called our attention, we are not to shock, see the first word is that, Beloved, do not be surprised for the fiery trial among you. As we approach this text, call our attention of four keys. Peter, call our attention of four keys. Christian response to suffering. Verse 12. We will uh, study that a little bit. Exhort a little. Expect it. Rejoice in it. 13 to 14. Evaluate its cause and trust it to God. Wrong spelling. <laughs> Correction. Time for error. <laughs> See? So, 
Expect it, rejoice in it, evaluate it cause, and trust it to God. That is the way we respond. <coughs> Let's look straight away of uh, point number one. Expect it in <coughs> verse 12. Let's go back to verse 12. John. You see the word there? Do not be surprised. Strange thing happening to you. Do not be surprised. Huh? This will happen to every one of us. And the problem is that if it did not come, if it did not come, if the persecution did not come, because it is a promise that, Beloved, do not think strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange things happening to you. He said, Don't be surprised. It's there. It will come. Huh? It's inevitable. We can uh, use, uh, we can look at the Matthew 5, 5.10. Brad, can you look at Matthew 5.10? Just a, just a few references for us. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. Blessed are you when the rebel and persecute you and say all things of evil evil against you falsely for my sake. Twelve, rejoice and exceed in God, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophet who were before you. To me to say this crisis don't be surprised. It's inevitable. That is cannot be avoided if you are <coughs> if we if we continue in in perseverating in ten in ten perseverating, I read it quickly. There. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the council and escort you in their synagogue. It means to say, don't be surprised. There are people, unbelievers, who will do that to us. That is happening. So this Christ said, don't be surprised. You will be persecuted because you are son of God. You belong to the kingdom. And there are people who will do that to you. In 2 Corinthians 11, chapter 11, 24-25, just uh, give you some small background. Second Corinthians 11, 24-25. I read it 24. From the Jew, five times I received 40 stripes minus one. So this is who is this? Peter. I, sorry, four. Been persecuted. 25. Three times I was beaten with drugs. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked when he's going to draw. A night and a day I have been in the deep. See that? So, it means to say, 
we will endure, we will endure all this persecution, although it's happened to us. All this kind of persecution will come to us, but we will endure it. That's why if we go back in our text, it's very clear. Peter starts with the word beloved. He said, beloved, do not be surprised. The word beloved is talking about a relationship. It's talking about his caring. Beloved is caring to his fellow Christian during the time, even to us. Let me to say, beloved, also God involved in it. He said, God still love you, even you are uh, you are uh, experiencing this kind of trials in your life. Beloved, God is with you. That's what he's trying to say. So don't, do not think strange person in the final time which is like this to try you. As though some strange things happening to you. So, we to say, we have to expect it. Because it's plan of God. It is there. It's in the scripture. No? But still, God said we can overcome it because he is the owner or he is the one who controls everything. <coughs> so Peter talked about the sincere love of them more than that they are love of God. He's still a, a Christian brother and a sister in spite of all the means of this kind of persecution. So he said, don't be shocked if life is difficult. Don't be surprised if you did not get the promotion that you are expecting. Don't be surprised if you don't get what you deserve. That Peter said. Don't be amazed. Suffering will always goes with the Christian faith. It's his part. So Christian never promised immunity from suffering, but what it promised is already for this, this is be ready for suffering. That's why he said in verse 12, do not be surprised, the fiery trials among you is in there. What is fiery trial? If we look at fiery trial, that is, you are on a oven, burning. No? It's burning. So if we look at uh, Psalm 6610, why is there? Because that word is there concerning the fiery trial. Psalm 66, 10. There. So for thou, O God, hast proved us. Thou hast tried us. I still will try that. So what does that mean? It means to say, God test us. So it means to say, to test us, you need to melt. Huh? To melt the silver and to refine it. So that is what he's doing to us. God tests us to prove that we should shine after this testing. So that is also written in our text in verse, in verse, in Peter, verse chapter 1, 6 and 7. This is what he said. In this, you greatly rejoice. Though now, for a little while, it needed you have been grieved for various trials. This is when you become a Christian. 
then the newness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perish though it be tested by fire may be found to be praise for honor and glory at the revelation of this Christ so how to do how this gold how it can shine when we what they will do they will put it on a on a on a oven no fire it melt it and then shape it and then after that it will come as a glorious gold shining so the same thing when we face a fire a fire trials god tested us to shine after this fire trials happen to us so don't so we don't be amazed expect and don't be surprised expect suffering in our life So trial is not just a trouble, but for our testing, God allows it to come to prove the genuineness of our Christianity. It is part of God's design. We need to expect it. Expect, accept, expect suffering. Next, verse 13. So 13 up to 14, that is the second point, is the We need to rejoice in suffering. So after suffering, persecution, God said, we need to rejoice. But rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's suffering, that when His glory is revealed, you might also be glad with exceeding joy. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you, for the spirit of glory of God rests upon you. On their part, it is blasphemed, but on your part, it is glorified. So let me to say, he said, Peter said, this is the right attitude. In the midst of persecution, what we will do? We also rejoicing, right? We rejoicing. That is the present motivation what Peter gave us. Keep on rejoicing, that's what he said. We rejoice. To the state partaker of this suffering, that when the story revealed, you might also be glad, rejoicing uh, with exceeding joy. So that is the future motiva- motivation to the to the degree we share the suffering with Christ. We share His glory during the time of His revelation, second coming. So what happened? Christ suffered at the hand of men because he did what is right. He did not do any wrong. He did not make any sin, but suffer. He spoke only truth. So when you suffer, the same time of suffering with Jesus Christ, you should rejoice because you said what is true. But the problem is when you suffer, because of you, which is different, which is not according to the truth, You should not rejoice. That is an opposite. So in Philippians 1.29, just to reinforce what uh, this uh, great privilege, that we should be happy. For unto you is given in behalf of Christ, not only to believe on Him, what? But also to suffer for shame. The, the, reason, the, the thing here now, there are so many teaching, huh? especially nowadays, 
that when you become a Christian, everything is fine. Then when the Christian uh, face this kind of persecution, they fall. They go back again to their life. So because there is, like on the parable of the soil, it booms but it was founded, it was uh, planted on the soil when the persecution comes, it has no enough root to penetrate in the soil, then it comes back to the world. So the same thing on this. So we expect, because on behalf of Christ, we not only to believe, but also for his sake, we should suffer. So in verse 14, let's go back now, Brad. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you, for the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. On their part, he blasphemed, but on your part, is glorified. What he's saying here, <coughs> if you have been insulted or reproached, in the name of Christ, you are blessed. See? Blessed are you if you have been reproached. What this means? This means that if you are insulted, insulted no? in proclaiming in the name of Christ, that's what Christians do. We always, I don't know others, we always preach the word of God, we always share the word of God. Sometimes they said, no, uh, sometimes they say uh, persecuted us, same as me, when they share the gospel, I persecuted. But if we have been persecuted for that kind of attitude, we need to be happy. We are blessed. So this, so, in, and then, for the spirit of glory and God rests upon you. So what is the spirit of glory? The spirit of glory, that is the essential attribute of God. You remember, uh, if you, if you, if you remember when Moses went up in the Mount Sinai, the Lord said, uh, remove your sandals, you are now in the holy ground. And then uh, Moses, after that, his face is shining. Uh, that is the kind of glory. So it means to say, spirit of glory, the kind of glory, was the luminous glow that signifies the presence of God. See? So it means to say, if you have been reproached to the name of Christ before you are uh, you you are sharing the word of God, uh, that you will be insulted. Blessed are you. For the spirit of glory of God rests upon you. It means to say here that it signifies that the presence of God is with you. So the kind of glory means to say that the presence of God. So Peter says you are suffering and you have the spirit of glory means you have the presence of God. So the Holy Spirit in glorious splendor and power rest upon you in the time of suffering. What that means? God is still with us in this kind of suffering. He never leave us. That is His promise in His word. I never forsake you. I never leave you. So what is the other word there we can see? It rest upon you. What does that mean? That is a, a bank, a bank word, a bank, uh, a banking. Uh, what is that? It's talking about taking over. It means to say, 
It rests upon you. taking over about you. It means to say, He's controlling you. So it means to say, the dominant power is rest upon you in the midst of suffering. If you remember in Acts, uh, Stephen is full of power and glory. He's been persecuted and he's been died during that time. When before he died, he looked up the heaven, the heaven opened, he saw Jesus Christ standing on the right hand of God. Normally, when we see the scripture, they said, God is seated in the right hand of God. He's standing because he's welcoming Stephen to come in heaven. Amen. See? So, what does that mean? <coughs> when we been started, because we are sharing the word of God, we are, uh, we are, uh, we are uh, joining the ministry, we have been started, blessed we are. For the spirit of glory is with us. The presence of God is with us. It rests, it rests upon us. So on their part, what? It's blasphemy. But, but blasphemy, blasphemy, but on our part is glorified. So this is the second, second uh, uh, point that we have studied. Expect it. Rejoice in it. Because God is still with us. He never leaves us. And then point number three is evaluating. Next part. That is from 15 to 18. So it means to say, Peter saying here, you are expecting suffering in your life. You are uh, having this suffering. Huh? What are those for? How to evaluate it? Let none of you suffer as a murderer, a thief, a builder, or a busybody in other people's matter. So, if, so this is the, the key. If you are suffering for righteousness because you are sharing the, uh, you are saying the truth, you are standing on the, on the, on on the, on the will of God. Be happy. God is with you. Is present with you. But. If you evaluate your suffering because of you are a murderer, you are a thief and evildoer, and busy as a busy body in other people, then be scared because that you will expect. If you are a thief, you will be caught put in jail. If you are a murderer, you will be caught put. Maybe they will uh, hang you or kill you or put you in jail. So this is what Peter is saying. Expect the suffering. When suffering comes to you, rejoice it because you are expecting, you are doing, uh, you are uh, you are uh, doing uh, the righteousness of God. And then it, evaluate it. If because of this suffering, what you are happening now in your life, if every one of us we have suffering, if we are doing a simple uh, sin or uh, wrong things. Don't expect that God is with you. That's why evaluate our suffering. What did it cost? If it costs for this, we need to be afraid. Because there should be a consequence. This only three first. No? First, murderer, thief, evildoer. This is composed of the one and two. And then why this busybody is there? It's very far. <laughs> Let's look at it, no? Busy body. 
One other word is a meddler or a trouble maker or what. If anybody is added here, it means to say, mind your own business. There are people who always come and what you're doing. You want to, it's not doing it. It looks like you can see that all busybodies in the work, in the job, in our office. There are so many people, even me, there are many in my... They try to show that they are the one doing the job. But for me, I don't care. I said to my team, to our group, compare ourselves to God, not to them. Do our job faithfully, God is looking at it. I said, that's what I tell to them. Because they said, oh, they are not doing this thing, this thing. No worry, do our job. Compare our job, compare ourselves to God. Then they say, okay, we just do our job. If there is a CCTV in our department, you can see all those who are working or not. So, every day that's happened. So that's what is said here. There are so many bad men as a busy bodies, which are they, they are minding the, 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 the people, others matter. So let's look at that. What does that mean? Why it isn't there? There's a big thing there. In 1 Thessalonians 4.11, I'm not a good speaker, no? But I know, I pray to the Lord already that our heart will be open to understand what is meant. That you study to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. You mean to say, the Lord here said, don't be like that before. We should live a quiet life. We are not a murderer, we are not a thief, we are not a evildoer. He added this, that we should mind our own. We need to live, we need to work by our own hand. That's why it's there. Don't mind other people. Live it, make yourself right with God. There's another thing there. In 3.11, the same thing, in the same book. I think second second Thessalonians three three eleven. Are you there, Brad? No. Yeah. For we hear that there are some which walk among. For we are here that there are some who walk among you in a disorderly manner, not working at all, but are busy body. Busy body. So he said. Don't do like this. Not working at all. You are just there gossiping, doing something. It's not. Then you will. You have persecution. Then you say, Lord, I'm not martyr. I'm not thief. I'm not doing evil doer. But still, I'm persecuted. I'm still experiencing hard life because of this. Evaluate it. So if you work with your hand, work diligently. The company will bless you. It's not like a busybody doing nothing. Just so, oh boss, I'm doing many jobs. And then they give you, you don't have input. So that's why it's added there. Evaluate it. If we are really 
people uh, experiencing suffering because we are doing the right thing and the righteousness. So then it qualifies again in verse 16. What it says in verse 15? Now the now the Lord of No, we go back to our text. First Peter. First Peter. We go back to First Peter. Just uh, five minutes now. We can finish it. We already got the the, the thought. But let none, but let none of you. Okay, sixteen. But let none of you suffer as a Christian. Let him not ashamed. But let him glory in his glorifying God. Glorifying God in his. But you say suffering, being a Christian, we don't be a. Well, don't be ashamed if we are doing suffering, if we are having suffering according to the will of God. No? So, the implication is that if you're suffering because you are a murderer, a thief, and a, or a busybody, you should be ashamed. But if you're suffering by doing a good job, living a quiet life, honoring Jesus Christ, and you suffer, and you have no reason to be ashamed, because that name, let him glorify. We to say, don't be ashamed. You are doing the right thing. Speaking the word of God. Sharing, sharing the word of God. Don't be ashamed. You will be glorified in this matter. So, then it continues. For the time has come of judgment to begin at the house of God. And it begins with us first. While will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel. So it means to say, the judgment, the word judgment here, is not a judgment in hell. It is chastening, purging, cleaning. No? If the cleaning or purging begins to the house of God, and it begins with us first. And then what will be the end of those who do not obey? Peter is saying if it is far better to suffer now as he tests and forces us and pit you for the usefulness of the glory that you should suffer now than suffer forever with his very words. I mean to say, it's better to experience this now, this purging, this cleaning, this suffering, in this present life, than experiencing it later. In the lake of fire. Which is far more worse. You see now outside, you go outside. You say, oh, it's very hot. How about in the other side? Now maybe it's only a small, small hole, no? The hot is very, we feel it already. So if, when it came out, no, the judgment time comes, and become big like this, oh, maybe it's already 70, 80 degrees centigrade. What will happen? It's very hard. So in verse 18, that uh, this is uh, Peter Malipai, Proverbs 11, 31, he quoted this, if the righteous one is Scarcely, to say, difficult. Uh, it's hard. It will experience hardship. Say, 
Oh, it means to say, Christian, Christian life is not easy. It's not bad of process. That's what we hear from many, many. That's our struggle. Those who handle the word of God diligently, standing on the truth, they have so many hearts in their heart when they hear this kind of word. When you became a Christian, God will erase all your problems. But that's not what's happening, what we see. Because it's in the scripture. It's very hard to be saved. Where will the ungodly and the sinners appear? So, all of this, a clear evaluation of suffering to be for the righteousness sake. Now, our last point is commit ourselves to God. So, we have respect it, rejoice in it, for doing the righteousness, evaluate it. When you, this is important. When you evaluate it, oh, why is this happening to me? Because God has a plan. Amen. No? When you hear suffering, me, okay, I will, uh, before we go on the, and uh, commit to the Lord, I will share uh, my testimony. When, uh, when I went in Middle East, I came from Philippines, no? I am a project inspector in MWSS during the time of Marcos. I'm under uh, the general manager task force. A newly graduate engineer just passed the world. So when they said general manager task force, all the all the employee, regular employee, they are scared. So I was assigned on uh, one pipeline project. In the morning, I'm sitting with them. They are contractor coming, ask for a completion report to be signed, and then they can get money. But I said. Okay, well, where is your paper? What, uh, this is, because normally there, we said, uh, the paper didn't want it, it's been authorized by a lawyer. Who's your, who's your lawyer? So the lawyer, we said, Bonifacio, Rizal, the, the amount of money. No? The amount of money. So if he handed to me his document, his paper is here, and my, my table is straight like this, it's open this. When uh, he gave it to me, I grab it, I close it. And then I, okay, it's fine, good, I sign, go. That is my life during that time. But God did not put me there. Then I went to Middle East in Magdermot. Then when I went to Magdermot, I mean material takeoff group in Jebel Ali, where Pastor, uh, that is 1988 to 92, 91. The same thing. He said, during Thursday afternoon, Pare, where are we? Okay, I'll bring one bottle. I, you'll be polluted. <laughs> Thursday night, I'm going home. They just bring me home with my daughter. First daughter, one and a half. I'm sleeping on the floor. My wife is waiting. So that is my life. No God, what he did to me. It's not, it's not a retracement period. Nothing is very quiet. We have a lot of jobs. Remove me in McDermott. I cried, me and my wife, because we have the third uh, third daughter, which is one and a half years old, a uh, month old. I said to the boss, why? I don't receive a paper. They just told me you're terminated. <laughs> on that day, on that time, I go and did not come back. <laughs> I don't receive any paper, just a word. They said, your money, you will receive check. They will send it to you. Then, see, then we pray. 
After three days, I had a job. From then on, I've been separated to these people. Amen. Then one time, we, uh, we, we attend a Christian church. From then on, we started. But we still go through a lot of persecution. <coughs> so, I'm going to say, if you've been persecuted, evaluate it. If it's the will of God, if you are not violating the will of God, at the end, you will see the glory. Amen. I don't know why I'm here. I cannot talk. I cannot speak English. I said to my boss, uh, I said, I only speak two words or one sentence, understand it. But my thought is there. I'm still here. Because of the glory of God and because of the suffering, when you evaluate it, you are not doing the wrong things. God is there. He will protect you. Amen. Then, I don't know why I'm here. I'm questioning God. See, honestly, when this church was uh, formed in uh, in Dubai, I don't want to join those three brethren. I, for three days, they are praying, I don't want, I don't want. Then they invited one pastor to convince me. Okay, I said, okay, I'll join you. Then they left me, then I'm alone. Still here. That's why I always pray to the Lord to give us somebody in the church to continue this kind of, uh, this is ministry because he is our real boss. Amen. Amen. Huh? So, that's it. When you evaluate it, you find it, uh, it is, look at it, huh? and then change. Uh, repent and go to go back to God again, then I'm sure he will respond to it. Now we go on the last point. Now, 19, therefore, let those who suffer according to the will of God commit their soul to him in doing good, so as to a faithful creator. I will summarize this. No? Let, let those therefore who suffer according to the will of God commit. There is another word there, entrust. Mm -hmm. no? Commit entrust, it means to say, uh, this is what I'm saying, uh, it's, entrust is a banking word. It means to say, you deposit, or you deposit your soul, to the safekeeping. Who is the safekeeping of God? God. No? This, so he said, Okay, Lord, I commit myself to you. I go through this all suffering with you. I deposit my soul to you. At the end, I will rejoice because you are with me. Amen. Let me to say, we commit ourselves to God. Lord, this suffering is here. I commit myself to you. I deposit it to you. I will trust to you my life. I will go through this until I am alive. That's why when Brother Lord we are talking, Lord, but uh, me and Brother said, whatever happened, we just continue. That's why our uh, our uh, me uh, my, my my favorite song is uh, No Turning Back. No Turning Back. <laughs> no Turning Back. I had decided to follow Jesus. There's a word there, the word in front of me, uh, 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 the cross before me, the word behind me. If you, you see that in, uh, in YouTube, you see that man who deposited himself to the Lord, he never come back, he never, he never turned back. This is what he said, commit. Life is there. Go on, serve the Lord. Do your job faithfully. Commit 
put ourselves in trust to the Lord, our soul, to our faithful creator, which is God. So I hope even I could not speak, <laughs> we learn from this. Suffering is inevitable, expect it. Rejoice in it if you are doing the righteousness. If it's not, evaluate it, maybe you are suffering because of the bad doing. Go to God, repent, and number four, commit ourselves to God, whatever our situation. Amen. Amen. Conclusion, if we are suffering according to the will of God, it is His purpose for His children. God is purging, purifying, testing us that we might be more useful and more glorious. Amen. Glory to the word of God, let's pray. Father in heaven, once again, we thank you, we glorify you this morning. Uh, your word really penetrates in our heart because of this world we are living in a hostile world in a, we are living in this world wherever we go we see all this evil doing bad things but Lord we pray that we should not be like the busy bodies but we are always uh, experiencing this persecution suffering because of righteousness Lord uh, we pray also that we always commit only ourselves to you, our God, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Yes, sir. Okay. This is our prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you all.